Would you help welcome our friend, Dr. Maiden? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Just a, a couple of things. Don't you appreciate, you really have a master class worship leader, Michael, and it's just unbelievable. I heard, it might be your friend in the hospital, that someone was given a six-month death sentence and that God was canceling death sentences tonight. So we declare that over your friend or anyone here, if that's you or a family member, I saw someone who had at least six treatments in your back for pain, and the pain's still there, and I saw the Lord to put his hand right in your back and heal it. So if you've had back pain or a lot of treatment for it, surgical invasive treatment, God's healing your back. I saw someone with the right, their whole right side was in pain. Like Pastor said, we declare this a pain-free zone. In Jesus' name, a cancer-free zone. Uh, so God, thank you for healing every person wherever they hurt. God, I thank you. So I, someone's going to be healed of legal blindness. So God, thank you that the legally blind will receive sight in this church tonight. You're touching eyes. You're touching lives. Pastor Russell, I saw uh, during worship a beautiful farm, and the Lord said it was close. And he told me to prophesy its release to you. I loosened a farm in this area to come to you, a beautiful farm. And it's going to change everything about plans and about limitations you feel. You're going to have more than enough space and room. And God's going to put it in your hand. It's not just for a sanctuary or things that are in your heart. It's for the expansion of all the other things in your heart. So in this beautiful area... People will come from around the world to be taught the things of the kingdom of God on the f at the farm that became a great headquarters for the kingdom. I loosen that farm to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of the church. Should I thank you, God, for it? I saw you're so young. I, you're, you're 27, 28. I saw these men sitting around in a table, you weren't in the room, and they said, he has so much potential. He has so much. We have to create a position. We have to prepare him for political rising, for a political post. And the Lord was in the room laughing because God had called you to another kingdom, to another realm of leadership. And even before you stood on the platforms of churches, people saw in you something that was unusual, the acumen. There's a brilliance in your mind, very unusual. There's genius operating, the way you learn things fast and remember them and move. But the way you hear from God and invite the Holy Spirit into the functioning of your intelligence makes you unique to your generation. You're going to be a communicator of the principles of the kingdom of God that the world will hear. God's had you clustered away. God's had you covered in this season purposely. But his hands are beginning to lift. And the radiance of what God's doing in this church, in this area, is going to fill this nation and this generation. And people will come from around the world to be at a service here, not just from the hospitals down the street but from states around the country, from the East Coast, 
from the Midwest, from other places. God's not done. He's only just begun. The purpose of God in this region will be fulfilled. No one can stop it. God is determined. The, the, the awakening pastor spoke of, it's going to begin in multiple places, but the Seattle, Washington area is one of the first places. God's purposed it. And now look what God's doing. So God, thank you for this amazing church. Would you thank God for your amazing pastor? Come on. Amazing man of God. You can be seated, please. Thank you, worship team. You guys rock. It's amazing. And uh, it's an honor to be with you guys. And uh, man, I, I feel like I'm half drunk from the worship service. Uh, I asked Pastor if I could preach from the jacuzzi. He said, no, I might get electrocuted. That'd be liability there. Excited about everyone that was baptized. We're so happy for you. We're so excited about what God has in your future. And like Pastor said, thank you for bringing your family and friends and exposing them to encounters with God because that's all it takes, one encounter to change everything. I want to show you a little picture of my tribe of maidenites. There they are. That's, uh, that's us from about a, three weeks ago in Laguna Beach. Um, there's 17 of us. I have four kids and seven grandkids, the Super Seven. And we, were, we gather once a year in October when everyone's free. So it was just a great time. I um, love them so much. It's exciting. Um, I, I have a 16-year-old grandson now. He's, it's amazing. My, my grandkids are becoming men and women. Very cool. And I'm very grateful. I've been married to the same woman for 42 years. And um, I love her more than ever. Only Jesus can give you someone at 21 that fits your life at 63. And uh, so I believed God for my wife. And uh, he gave me this uh, world-class person. You, she looks like one of my daughters there. That's why I dye my hair so people don't think I'm, I'm her father. Man, oh man, it's so exciting. I, 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 have to, I want to confess my sins. I, I didn't know this town existed till I was invited here a few weeks ago. Um, but what a lovely town. What a lovely town. And what an amazing church in this town. It's, it's one of those things. It's super, super cool. They're right here in this town. <laughs> Makes me giggle with joy. I'm going to share a message called, I am a curse breaker. Then we're going to pray for a bunch of people. We're going to do as much as we can. Pastor said to be done by 1130, and I'm going to honor his uh, commitment. I am a curse breaker. Would you say those words with me? Yes, you are. I'm going to talk about some examples in the Bible and how God uses our own story. There's so much happening in our nation, our world, and and our culture, but it's amazing what happens when you win victories in your own life. This is your season for overcoming victories and testimonies, and to not to be consumed by things you can't necessarily change. Let God change you. 
And then let God change the world through you. Changed people change people. And uh, so in Genesis chapter 49, before I read this couple verses, let me share something hubris. heard about this young Seattle businessman, and he wanted to honor his parents for their 35th anniversary. So he was, he wanted to get something really unique. He's at the mall and he can't find anything. And, and uh, finally he turned to the pet store and he found a rare South American parrot that could speak 150 words in English. Well, it was thousands of dollars and his parents had retired in Florida. So he bought it, had it shipped and crated across the country. And he hadn't heard anything for a few days. Finally, he called his parents and said, hey, mom and dad, did you get the anniversary gift I sent you guys? And his dad said, yes, son, we did, and it was delicious. <laughs> he said, delicious, dad, that was a rare South American parrot that can speak 150 words in English. After a long pause, the father finally said, well, he should have said something. <laughs> In Genesis chapter 48, there is quite a bit of biblical narrative about the, the person, the patriarch, Jacob, Jacob Israel. And I love Jacob because whenever I find someone more dysfunctional than me in the Bible, I feel better about myself. <laughs> it just helps my self-esteem. And, and Jacob is at the end of his life, and now he's releasing this patriarchal, really this 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 necessary blessing on his sons. He's got 12 sons, and he's going to bless them with not just, you know, you know you're a good kid, a blessing of prophetic destiny, what they're going to do. So he's going to pray for his sons, and, and so he's, it all began when, when his, his 11th son, Joseph, came in and asked him to pray for his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and he did, and crossed his hands and blessed the younger one in front of the, the older one. And, and, but then he blessed all of his whole family in Genesis 49. And he, come, he came to his first sons, as Simeon and Levi, and it says this in verse 5 of Genesis 49, instruments of cruelty in their dwelling place, let not my soul enter their council. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger they slew a man in their self-will, they hamstrung an ox. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and for their wrath it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. So that is about as violent of a curse you can get. No honor. They would be divided. They would lose the prestige of their name. They wouldn't hold it as a family tradition or as a tribal entity. And all because when they were young, these two brothers had done something that the father determined would have a long-lasting potential threat to the legacy of his family. Now, this had happened. What they had done happened decades earlier. But he harbored unforgiveness. And on his deathbed, he cursed his sons. And so he unleashed curses. And so that day, all the sons lining up. Here they are coming into the tent. And here's the old patriarch. He's, he's ready to die, but he's blessing his family. And so here comes the first two, they're leaving the tent, their heads bowed in shame, possibly crying. They go to their tribes, their family, Daddy, what, what's our blessing? What did Grandpa say to us? And they had to say, we're not blessed, we're cursed. We don't have honor, we've been dishonored. We're not going to multiply, we're divided and scattered. 
And so they were cursed that day by someone's bitterness who could not forgive his sons. And so that, that wasn't the will of God. That was the will of an unhealed man. And it's amazing the damage an unhealed father can bring to his family. A natural father, a spiritual father, a political father. It's amazing the things that can come out of their mouth. And so here they are in trouble and jeopardy. But our God never lets curses control our future. And in Exodus chapter 32, it's a great story. Moses is on the mountain with the glory of God. He's captured in 40 days of glory. He doesn't eat or drink. His time is suspended. He comes down, his face is shining. He's, I mean, he had a God encounter, whoo, big time. When he comes down, Aaron had let the whole church backslide, and they created a golden calf, and they're dancing around, goofing around. There's Judah, half naked, half drunk, partying. And all the, all the ones that got blessed earlier are acting in a wrong way. And Moses comes down, he's angry with righteous anger, like Pastor talked about. And he shouted, who is on the Lord's side? And Judah couldn't come. They bowed their head in shame. But over there in the corner, the cursed corner, where, where, where the tribe of Levi, they were pushed as far away from the center of the gathering of Israel as possible. Because they carried the curse and all the tribes looked at them as cursed. But here comes the sons of Levi who hadn't bowed to a golden calf who hadn't worshipped an idol, who hadn't transgressed an immor in moral activity. Here comes Levi the Levites, their heads held high, their shoulders broad. We're on the Lord's side. And that day the cursed ones became the blessed ones. The moment you came to Christ, God anointed you to be a curse breaker. I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what's going on in your situation. But in Jesus Christ, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law because Christ died for you, his blood shed for you, and declares over you, you are free from curses. And in Christ, you're not just free, you're a curse breaker everywhere you go. And that day, Levi broke a curse over their lives. Later on in the book of Exodus, God says, I've changed my mind about who's going to be the caretaker of my presence. Who's going, to, who's going to be the priest and who's going to care, uh, be the caretaker of the glory in the ark? Yeah, I'll let Aaron do it and his sons, but I want the whole tribe of the Levites to do it. The cursed ones got the highest position in Israel in the presence of God. God loves to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. God loves to break the cycles of life. And no matter how long it's lasted in your family, it's going to end. Let me say it like this. You are the curse breaker. You are the one that will break and destroy every curse that has ever oppressed and controlled your family. You are the one that's opening the gates of heaven. You are the, you are the one redeeming the years to your family. You are the one that's going to see a turnaround. You are the one claiming the unfinished business and unclaimed inheritance of your family. You are the curse breaker. You are the blessing releaser. That's what God's called you to be. And in this season, it's so important because so many things are happening kind of all at the same time. Really a perfect storm. A perfect storm of difficulty, of physical infirmity unleashed, like Pastor said, across the world of mental oppression, 
probably a greater storm of fear, people being bound, controlled, and imprisoned by fear, by anxiety, by depression, by, there were three people here tonight being set free from suicidal thoughts. You're being set free. So God, God loves to take the discarded ones, the least likely ones, the unknown city. I believe your pastor has been prepared for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Let me give you one more good example from Genesis chapter 35. It's Jacob again, and Jacob has his, his last son, Benjamin. But in the birth of Benjamin, there was difficulty. In Genesis chapter 35, here's what it reads, verse 16. They journeyed from Bethel. And when there was just a little ways to go, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. So they're almost there, and he's driving her for some reason, in the ninth month, he's pushing her probably beyond her physical capacities. And it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, do not fear, you will have this son also. So the midwife says, it's going to be a day of good news. All this labor. In fact, when she had her 11th son, Joseph, her first son, but 11th son in the family, Joseph means the Lord will add. It was a prophecy that there, there would be one more. So Benjamin is the answer of the leveraged faith she used from her last miracle get, to get this miracle. And so the nurse says, you're getting it. You're getting what you believe God for. And then the Bible says, and as it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, she called his name Benoni. But his father called him Benjamin. Benoni means son of my sorrow. So literally it means the boy who killed me. So the baby's done nothing. The baby has just taken its first breaths, breaths outside of the womb. And the baby is right there. And the first sentence spoken over the baby was, you're the son of sorrow. You're a loser. You're a troublemaker. You're a murderer. You've murdered me. Now, Rachel loved this baby. And... What happened is we can go through such intense pain that we're blinded from our true affection, affection for someone, and, and we unleash the opposite. And her pain was so severe that she released her pain into her child. One of the cruelties of life is when we carry another generation's pain. And we walk around with burdens, and we don't know why exactly we feel certain ways, or we were raised certain ways, or certain things happened to us. But it often was there was a delivery system of pain to us generationally. And, and this is happening right here. Now, so the nurse opens the tent door and says to Jacob, Jacob, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is here's your 12th son. The bad news is the love of your life died bringing you the son. They had a great love affair. And so she hands the baby to Jacob, and the baby's name is son of my sorrow, Benoni. So Jacob's holding the baby, walking around, and he wants to honor his wife. Up until that point, all 11 other sons have been named by their mother. He's walking around holding this child, 
And he starts shaking his head, said, no, I love Rachel, but I'm not going to let her pain be my son's burden. I'm not going to let her injury be a curse over his life. I'm not going to let him start off being broken by the unhealed pain of his mother. And so he, he shakes his head because Jacob knew about having the wrong name. Jacob had encounters with God, and in these encounters, God would say, what is your name? My name is Heel Grabber. Jacob means heel grabber. We would say commonly, you know, kind of con man, usurper, the person that would do anything to get ahead, the person that would cut corners morally or ethically, that, that kind of intention to it. So, so he's cursed. Instead of saying, here comes the persevering one. Here comes the determined one. They said, here comes the crooked one. And his parents cursed him with the wrong name. And God says, what's your name? He said, Jacob. And God says, that's the wrong name. Your name is Israel. Prince of God. I want you to see yourself as a prince, not as a deceiver. I want you to see yourself who I say you are. You know, that's what the Bible is. It's a mirror to give us our new identity in Christ. Hmm. Jacob, holding this beautiful baby, says he won't be Benoni, he'll be Benjamin, my closest son, son of my right hand. He flipped it upside down. She said he would be a son of sorrow. But he said, no, he's going to be the best son I have. <laughs> That's what Jesus does. I, I'm, I'm going to share more about my little story, that beautiful tribe of people. I'm so grateful. We have a, a pretty crazy story as a family. My wife and I fell in love as teenagers. I would have married her as a teenager, but there was some objection in the family <laughs> from everybody. So we, we, they said, when we tw turned 21, I think two days after she turned 21, we had our wedding. <laughs> and uh, we had our first child 13 months later, and 18 months later, my second son. And uh, we had four beautiful kids. We started our first church. I was in the ministry. And when we were 27 in Scottsdale, Arizona, my boyhood town. And the Lord blessed it. It grew to many thousands. And, and our worship leader was Israel Houghton. If you know worship, he's pretty well-known, and Ricardo Sanchez, our youth pastor, we had a really move of God. We were building a building, a 4,800-seat auditorium in 1995, our 10th year, and the auditorium was about two-thirds up, 4,800 seats, and our church treasurer, a local businessman that owned the equivalent of a savings and loan, embezzled $20 million from our church. Took all of our accounts, to, you know, so we were wiped out financially in one day. So that's, so our church was in the headlines of the front page of a major city's newspaper 10 times. Headlines. And whatever they put my picture, never use a good picture. <laughs> so he's, there's Pastor Made. <laughs> he looks like an ogre. It must all be true. I found out, I found out 26 years ago that the media is fake. I, I, I mean, I found that 26 years ago. 
the Lord told me to stop counting. But the first article, I counted 34 provable untruths and put in print. The Lord said, stop counting. So I don't even know how many there were. Lots. And I had 15 attorneys because we had six lawsuits, two class action lawsuits, 15 concurrent attorneys all at the same time. I call that purgatory. <laughs> all, the, all the Catholics, oh yeah, I know about purgatory. Um, our church grew from 5,000 to 140 people. That's the wrong way on the chart. So it should be the other way, like your church growing like this. Amazing what God's doing. And uh, my oldest son became addicted. He was only 13, started self-medicating. And uh, we, we put him in a rehab three times in his teenage years. Moved out, running the streets. At uh, 18, he was a high-ranked high athlete. Um, but he's addicted to drugs. His rich friends gave him cocaine. That was a drug, I think, that really snared him. And uh, where our family was homeless, physically homeless for nine months. So we've, we, we've been through some stuff. What happened to me is I became clinically depressed. I knew I was depressed because I was finishing my PhD in psychology. <laughs> so it's like I laid on my own couch and said, sir, you're very sick. I, I know it, man. Back off. Give me some space here. So the good thing about, you know, Education is, you know, I, I kept learning things, and, and it, oh, oh, great, I got that too, okay. Oh, yeah, here's another thing. Oh, wonderful. And uh, so I was only 37 and thought my life was over. Now, listen to me, the whole city thought my life was over. The whole city. And uh, people, I mean, we were the talk of the town, literally. Churches, bars, anywhere, it didn't matter where. Everybody's talking about us. And um, so, I, so I felt so cursed. This is a funny cursed story. When my son was, so he was uh, playing uh, basketball as a freshman. We drove out, drove out to his game. I, I had an old junker Honda minivan. And I uh, had a bunch of teenagers in the back making noise. I'm up at the front. Now, I spent the whole day with lawyers. Like I said, purgatory. And I'm up at the front. And I said this out loud, I feel like I'm cursed. Because it sure looked that way. So we get to the game, and little Matthew won the, won the game at the buzzer. It was, it was cool. And I come out after the game. I'm standing there in the city of Maricopa looking at the parking lot. And I remember where I parked because there was a Lexus on one side, a Mercedes on one side. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put my ugly mini right between those people. <laughs> I'm going to show them something here. And I came out, and... <laughs> The Lexus is there, and the Mercedes is there, and the minivan's gone. <laughs> if you've ever had a car stolen, there's always this disbelief moment. <laughs> Parked here. You look around, yes, it's gone. So then I realized somebody stole my car, and my first thought was, what kind of criminal <laughs> would walk around a Lexus Ignore the Mercedes and say, I want the minivan, the junkie, 100,000 miles on it, beat up, green, Honda minivan. That's what I want. <laughs> so I'm standing there, you know, please come, and all the thing. I'm saying anything. And the Lord said to me, he starts talking to me, Michael, would you like to know why your car was stolen? Yes, I said, please enlighten me. 
And here's what he said. Because it was the only cursed car in the parking lot. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> I said one sentence out loud. And that's all the devil needed. God can't bless it until you stop cursing it. God can't bless it until you stop cursing. Well, the, you know, the Lord helped us. Our, we have a miracle story. Fast forward a couple of things. The, the Lord said to me uh, a few months later, Michael, would you like the pain to go away that you feel? I said, yes, I would, God, more than anything. In fact, Lord, I've made a list of some names. And if you would just kill all these people, um, Lord, Old Testament style, New Testament style, your, your kingdom come, your will be done, however, whatever you want. And what he said to me next changed my life. He said, Michael, if you will forgive the people that have hurt you, I will make the pain they caused you go away. I will make you forget the pain that caused you. If you will forgive the people that have hurt you, I will make you forget the pain that caused you. It's a, it was a reference to Manasseh, Joseph's son. His oldest son means to forget. And so, so I started praying four times a day for the people that had hurt me. And, the, the, you know, there was a list of people. And I'm doing my best to pray for them. And, you know, just intellectually, is, I don't have really deep emotions attached to it. But I'm obeying God. And um, how the Lord helped me obey him was this. Because have you ever felt like when you come to church sometimes and the worship leader or pastor says, come on, man. Shout. You're you think, I barely got here. I, I crawled through the doors, pastor. I don't feel like shouting. I don't feel like jumping all those young people. Ah, jumpity, jumpity. Good for you. I don't feel jumpity, jumpity today. And sometimes our emotions don't feel responsive to certain things. And so I said to the Lord, Lord, how can I forgive people if I don't feel it emotionally? And he gave me this vision. It was incredible. I saw a train. And the big engine had emblazoned across it the word faith. And a hundred cars down was the caboose, the last car, and had the word feelings on it. And I knew the Lord told me, if I just step out in faith and forgive, eventually my emotions would respond to the act of faith. Well, I did and God did. So I'm praying only about seven weeks into it. I'm praying. I prayed four times a day when I took my kids to school. And uh, so I turned because I'm on, in the car almost three hours a day. So I have all this prayer time. And so I'm praying for them. And, and the glory of God came into the car. And I began to uncontrollably, I mean, snot coming out of my eyes, cry, you know. <laughs> I, I, so I don't know how I got home. Angels must have guided me. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in my driveway, and here's the two things I realized. All the pain was gone. Forgiveness unlocks your heart from the pain that people try to put you in, that life tries to put you in. And so the second part was I realized 
I felt an ocean of love for the people that had broken my heart. I've been able over the years to minister to the many of the people who didn't treat me right. And I 100% love them and have no animosity, but just only Jesus can give you love for people that have broken your heart. Like Christ said, love your enemies. Only, only, only us can do that because it's not our love. It's his love in us, through us. One of the things that happened, though, in my story was my son, who, who graduated from 13, by the time he's 18, he's doing serious drugs. He's on the streets. The day he could, he moved out. He's running the streets of Phoenix. Drug dealers want to kill him. They drive by our house, guns out the window. Police knock at my door, want to arrest him. And I just laid on his bed and said, Jesus, please don't let him die, die tonight. I descended into a place of just, with no, just no faith except for that. Just beaten down over seven years. And the Lord said to me, I want you to change the way you talk and think about your son. I want to remind you of everything I said he would be. And I want you to say to your wife and to him and to anyone you talk about, I want you to say over him who he's really supposed to be, not where he's at. I want you to start prophesying things over your son. I ran in and told my wife, and we're praying for seven years, nothing happened. Within seven weeks, seven or eight weeks of doing that, my son was playing a, a college basketball, I think 20 years old, and he, and he wanted to date one of the cheerleaders. And she said, I'll only date you if you come to my church. He hadn't been to church in a few years. So she, he comes to church. Now, I just praise God for all the pretty single women here <laughs> that can say to that, hey, if you want to date me, come to church, speak in tongues, then maybe it'll work out. <laughs> so he's sitting in the back row of an inner city Phoenix church, and uh, he's, he's, he's not in it one iota. He can't wait for the church to get over. He's going to go out with the children. So the guest evangelist says, there's someone here running from God with a broken heart. And you've been fighting an addiction. The moment he said that, my son in the back row fell into the aisle, shook for 90 minutes. And when he got up, he was set free from a cocaine addiction. It's like that. And people... So our family knows about breaking curses. You're anointed to break the curse. I don't know what's happening in your family, in your world. I just know you're the one. You're the anointed one. You're the one that's going to break through. You're the one that's going to triumph. You're the one that's going to create a new future. You're the one that's going to help God finish unfinished family business. What God's intended for your life. God, I thank you. Just a couple of things. So there's like, there's like 17 people here that have been wrestling with true depression. And I'm just so proud. Listen, when you come to church and worship God and you're fighting something like that, you give the devil like 14 black eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you've been fighting depression, I believe, I believe God sent me here to tell you he's going to heal you. And if that's you, would you just raise your hand wherever you are and let me pray for you because Jesus healed me from a serious, manic, life-threatening depression. Thank you. Just keep your hand up because we're going to gang tackle you in just a second. Keep it... Don't make me come out there and find you. 
I said, okay, can I come down, Pastor? Okay. So just keep your hand raised. Church, family, I'm going to ask you to help me as we pray for these beautiful men and women. Would you stretch, if you're close to this, touch them. Father, or stretch your hands toward them. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters now, and just a bunch of you. There's a, a, a man there. Don't let anybody with their hand raised be, be untouched and alone. So if they have their hand raised, just jump up on them. The Lord's uh, changing your seasons. The Lord's stopping the storm. And the Lord's proud of you. You're really a heroic person. And so for four years, what was taken from you and what walked away from you, what was broken off, attached to you and broken off, God's healing you from the memory and the torment and the pain. And he has a new season for you. He's anointed you to rise in this season in joy. And just like the devil who tried to break your heart so powerfully you would never be able to serve God again, you've, you've overcome evil with good, sister. You're the real thing. God's very proud of you. But this pain leaves, the grief leaves, the season of mourning leaves. God knows what you've been through and he knows the pain of your loss, but he's healing you from it. The injury is over. The, the, the grip is over. And people are going to see you laugh. And the people that know your story are going to cry for joy when they see your heart sing for joy in this next season because God is with you. God, thank you for what you're doing. Keep praying, everybody. You're doing good. This, uh, this amazing, um, what's your name? Karen. Karen. Hi, Miss. Hi, Karen. <laughs> I didn't mean to uh, startle you. So, Karen, here's the good news. Jesus is fighting for your family. So you're, you, you say, God, I, I don't feel strong enough. I don't feel, but God says, you've been great. You've been heroic. You've stood in the gap. And you've, there, are, there are three men and then two others. God is touching every man in your family. He's delivering them. He's delivering them from false beliefs and church hurts. He's delivering them from all kinds of even a, a one with addiction. Uh, you're going to see so many victories come to your family. And all because of your faith, Karen. And the Lord says to you, the season that you've been in has, isn't just natural. It's been, there's been spiritual warfare. So the enemy's been trying to pick on you and try to bring kind of a, a provocation against you. But I break the storm. I command it to end in Christ's name. And so the two unusual, beginning two and a half years ago, unusual financial difficulties, I command both of them to end in the name of Jesus Christ. And I loosen a turnaround for you and your family. God turns it around. He turns it like a 180. God, I thank you. You're going to do things that everyone will know you did it. And thank you, God, you're helping this Karen. Now, on your side of the family, God's touching. So, so there was a three men. Now, I see three women. So God touched every woman att attached to her family. Set them free, both from mental injury emotional pain, and one of them, an incurable disease. Heal them all, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Keep praying, everybody. You're doing good. You're doing good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You heal. You heal us. You help us. You move on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, whenever... Okay. Whatever you want me to end, just come and uh, take the mic. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody, worship the Lord. You're doing good. You're doing good. You, um, are, are you two lovely people uh, together? Are you you're a family? Dating. Dating. We don't want to get ahead. 
I don't want to get in trouble. I just want to say this over you, young man. God's so proud of you. He's so proud of you. So, so twice in your life, things were offered and taken back. And there was really injustice involved in it. And you could see it. But you've been so noble, righteous, and forgiving. You have forgiven yourself out of the anger that destroyed the men of your family. You're the curse breaker, young man. God has a new life, a new future. Everything's going to get better for you. I pray for, so I see siblings, I pray for two of them. I declare the deliverance of heaven of the name of Jesus over your family. God, do great things in everybody in the orbit of this young man's life. God, because you're so good. There's a great spiritual inheritance you're continuing to walk into. Just keep going for it, sister. God's so proud of you. You're the real thing. You're insightful. You're discerning. You have such a pure heart toward people. People trust you. There's a counseling gift on you, which is maturity beyond even your education or experience or stage in life. It's all the Holy Spirit. Just keep flowing and doing what you're doing. So from 13 and a half and then again at almost 16, the enemy created unsafe moments in your life that were highly dangerous. And the, he thought for sure he would cripple you for the rest of your life. But here you are, a great woman of God. Here you are about to enter a great season with God. You are a curse breaker. You are the real thing. And God's proud of you for not blaming him for what the devil did to your family and what the devil did to you through the unsafe environments of your family. I break the power of addiction in your family. I command every addiction spirit to be broken off of those that you love in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of the church. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just keep worship order with me, everybody. Thank you, God. You have any, you have any pain in your body or you need a physical healing, would you just stand up wherever you are? Physical healing or pain in your body. So I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to you. What, what's your name? Miranda. Miranda? Miranda. Miranda. So, Miranda, this thing's ending. So it's like 11 years, and the devil uh, really has tried to kill you. So the devil's a liar. Here you are, a triumphant, amazing testimony of beating death sentences a couple of times, okay? You're the real thing. And that's what I say over you will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. God's got much more for you. Listen, if someone's standing around you, would you help me? Let's get everyone prayed for that's standing. Father, we pray for every man and woman here. In the name of Jesus Christ, I loose the power of God to you. I declare life in every cell of your body. Uh, the, <clears throat> they said certain things would be damaged and maybe be a week forever, but God's strengthening every immune cell, every, every part of your systems are being strengthened, rebooted, and renewed. You're the real thing, sister. Keep praying for the person. If someone's standing and you're praying for them, just, just pray for them. Touch them or... Stretch your hands toward him. God, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your healing grace. Thank you for what we declare healing to these precious men and women now in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, what, what, what's your name, sister? Betty. Betty. So, Betty, you have, you have such a beautiful spirit. People that know you love you. And uh, the Lord's proud of how, how well you've lived your life. That you've, you've lived it with godliness, integrity, You've, with really care for people, you still 
give sacrificially to people even when you're in physical pain doing it. And you're a trophy to God. And God couldn't be more happy with you. God's touching a son. God's touching everyone in your family. I loosen the power of God to your world, to everyone you care about. God, I thank you that she's going to see revival, renewal, resurrected faith come to those that she gave birth to and those that she loves. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more death. No more devastation. No more grief. God, do it. Do miracles for your Miss Betty in Christ's name. Keep praying whoever's standing and you're praying for them. I'm calling out a few, but you, you, I want everyone praying for. God, thank you for touching and healing. Who's the person you've, you've had, like if you count it, like six invasive back surgeries? Um, all, primarily about pain about trying to remedy constant back pain. Who is that? Because I, I'd love to lay my sweaty hand on you. <laughs> Anybody here? Is that you, Miss Karen? I'm okay, I should have picked that up earlier for you. So God, thank you that the pain, yeah. So, man, it's just a miracle night for you. It's just a miracle night for you, Miss Karen. God's straightening up every part of you, including your back. God, I listen to your healing power to Miss Karen now in Jesus' name. No more pain, no more injury, no more excruciating kind of shooting pain. No more. God just shocked the doctors by straightening her vertebrae. We declare your grace over Karen. When every person is believing God to heal your eyes, just lay your hands on your eyes right now. <clears throat> Pastor Russell was in a church, uh, greeting people at the church a little while ago, uh, back home, and a, a young 20-something-year-old woman said, Pastor Maiden, I always wondered what you looked like. And I thought, well, she must, you know, listen to podcasts or whatever. She said, I was born blind, and I came to the service blind. But during the worship, someone laid their hands on my eyes. No one touched her but Jesus. And now I can see perfectly. That happened actually two Sundays in a row, back to back, during worship. So if you're believing God to heal your eyes, just, just put your hand in your eyes. God, I thank you. You showed me someone would be healed from illegal blindness. But whatever condition their eyes are in, we declare healing in the mighty name of Jesus over them. Thank you, God. Just keep praying and believing. If you have a child away from God and you're believing them to come home, would you raise your hand with me and let's, okay, so let's, let's, let's get this one. Because Isaiah 60 says this, lift up your eyes and see your sons and daughters coming back home. My son moved back into the house, went to Bible school, after being a drug addict, he, he, he was a missionary to Haiti for a year. He married a beautiful woman in our church, is a pastor and businessman in our, in our community, pastor in our church, has four great children. He's everything God said he'd be. And I declare your sons and daughters are going to be everything God's ever said they could be. It's going to happen. So I, I want to pray for it. Uh, so I want to get uh, these. Can, can you come forward? You, 
and you two ladies. So I want these people, we're going to represent all the moms and dads here. So what, what's your name? Angela. Angela. So Miss Angela, um, the Lord finds so much joy in you because Jesus was the fireman that ran into a burning house and brought you out of it. You're a miracle. So at least three times, death came for you, and every time the Lord rebuked it. One by physical violence, two by uh, overdoses. You're a miracle woman of God, and the devil can't have any of your children, not a one of them. So we declare today the power of God, the freedom of God over your family in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we claim them all, all of them. Three miracles, victories, and testimonies. The Lord is not going to fail you. And the same way he visited you, he's going to visit them. Especially the one who's in jeopardy. God's with you to help you. God, thank you for helping this family. Thank you, God, you're with them. I just want to say this. You're, what, what's your name? Darren. Darren. Darren and Sherry. So you're lovely people. You're godly people. You're integrous people. And when something kind of spins out with one of our kids, it's not a reflection on parents. Sometimes it's just the devil trying to mess up our family. And I just want you to know that you've not done anything wrong in this story. You're, you're godly people. And the devil keeps kind of provoking you. But he's a liar. There's a champion, a great champion. And it's like a tug of war. God's going to win this tug of war. God, I thank you. Let there be a six-month window of miracles for this family. Let him see, God, such a turnaround and a breakthrough. Let every activity of the enemy be stopped, rebuked, and, and forever, God, removed in Christ's name. So uh, the, the, a woman that looks just like you, younger, God's touching your family. God's touching people you love and care for. Your faith will be in them. I promise you. Uh, uh, what's your name? Sherilyn. And Sherilyn and Jeff. So, God, I thank you that you're touching this parent, these two lovely parents, for their child, their children. And you're going to do miracles. And so there's, uh, so, so there's just, there's great creativity in one of your children. And there was great sensitivity. And the enemy took advantage of the sensitivity to try to stop the creativity. But God is healing that heart. And just like you let the Lord do a big miracle in you. And the kind of the infirmity of, of various things that passed, especially to the women of your family, you stopped it. And it can't go to them. It can't go to them. So God, thank you for miracles. These two, I see two miracles. Touch everyone else, but God, do miracles in this family. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. One phone call will be the first token of a of a whole new season. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hi. Hi. Uh, what's your name? Donna. Donna. So, God, I thank you for Miss Donna. So, Miss Donna, so, so this is a great word. <laughs> You've helped so many other families. You're a great blessing. You're generous of spirit. And God's very proud of you. And because you've blessed so many families, God's going to bless your family. God's not going to let the pain of one person destroy four lives. God's stopping it all. So, God, I thank you for what you're doing in her family 
the children. You're breaking the chain. You're cutting it, stopping, removing it, and rebuking it. And we declare it, God, in Jesus' mighty name. It's broken. It's stopped. And we loosen your grace to all the children. Let them be everything they were destined, born to be. Everything she said and prayed, everything you've spoken out of the scriptures, let all those things be fulfilled in Christ's name. Um, so 11 years ago, family storm, uh, the beginning kind of a wedge. And God's going to give you back what the years took from you. So this, your story's not over. Your story's not over. God, thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Everybody doing okay? Two people said okay. <laughs> so, got, got a little word there. There's unusual, are, are you two people together? Um, there's unusual grace upon you to lead, to mentor, to coach, to enable people to go forward. And the Lord's proud of both of you. It's so interesting, both of you have such an appetite for achievement, an appetite for excellence. So whatever you get into, you just, you just do the best. And that's what makes you really fit together good. Because um, you, you, I think other, if you had different spouses, you'd, you'd, I think you'd scare them to death, both of, both of you. So I want to say to you two, uh, two unusual things, sir. So, two, so twice in like the last four and a half years, people, there's been... There's been almost dishonest financial treatment towards you in either partnerships or business deals. I command the devil to pay you back seven times for every penny he's ever taken from you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God's not done. And I heard someone say, we're going to shut everything he has down. I heard God say, they can't shut anything you have down. So God, I thank you for what you're, you're doing. So sister, the gift, so the communication grace on you and for, for helping people in functional, practical ways and health-related ways. All good, really good stuff. When the Lord added kind of this great flow of spirituality to it, it's perfect. Because people come to you for one reason and they get, they, get the, they get Jesus, you know what I mean? So the Lord's really proud of the way that you always bring it back to those good things. You're very discerning very insightful. I just want to say this. The storm against two people you love is ending. In this moment, I break the power of the enemy's attack against your family and the ones you love. It ends, it ends, it ends. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Everyone lift your hands to heaven. Lord, we honor you. We worship you. We magnify you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Trying not to get in trouble my first of the night. <laughs> this, uh, this lovely, are, are you guys a couple? You're, you're just lovely people. Just want to say, um, you smell like Jesus. Both of you. Um, I had, this is a true story. The last month I've had unusual things. People keep giving me really expensive tennis shoes. And it's like, when I look up how much they cost, my, I go, oh my God. I did not know tennis shoes could cost that much. And I'd never paid that much. But the same guy, he gave me this cologne, uh, Louis Vuitton uh, cologne. And I don't know if it smells either. I just feel better. I, when I put it on, ah, I, I, 
feel prosperous and I feel. But both of you have the clone of Jesus. And it's because you've lived consistently for God for so long. There is deep embedded righteousness and godliness in you. You've, you've formed like two, yoke, two oak trees becoming one. This massive shade of influence and protection for so many people. Your counsel, sir, is like gold. It's, it's not just integrity, it's filled with wisdom. It's filled with sincere care. And you've been in the marketplaces of life. You've been like a pastor out there, a voice for God. God's very proud of you. The devil has tried to provoke you by hurting people in your family. Those storms, all three of them are ending. And you're going to see 2020. Uh, 2022 is a year filled with so many testimonies for both of you together. I loosen, first of all, property miracles to you. Physical property miracles. Something's happening unusual for you as relates to uh, both known and unknown arenas of property. Secondly, sister, the God is bringing a whole group of people on your side of the family. So there was both rich faith and then some discarded faith and some deceiving beliefs. God's bringing a great awakening to your family. And so there's very intelligent people, sincere people, beautiful heart people, but they've been kind of almost aggressive against your belief systems. God's, it's all changing. Your kindness, your forgiveness, your godliness has won the day. And things are, the tables are turning in your family. The last thing, you both look very healthy, I declare, over your bodies, supernatural health and healing for both of you. With long life, God will satisfy you. Now, so, so like four times in this region, in this area, you've been a part of things in the kingdom. Whenever God sends you someplace, it's because he wants to do something great. Your being here is a, is a pillar of stability. Because God's gonna, God is already doing something great. So um, don't be discouraged at all. Good, good news is on the way to your family. God bless these wonderful people in every way. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I know it's... Uh, <clears throat> when I was in my depression, so, you know, I forgave people. And the Lord challenged me to be brutally honest. So I call it honesty therapy. So I'd never told, I've been in a two and a half year serious manic suicidal depression, I'm coming out of it, but the Lord said, tell you, I'd never told the church. And I preached the word, I act like I was normal <laughs> and go off the stage into depression. And so I came to the pulpit and I said, church, I've been in a two and a half year serious manic suicidal depression. The moment I said it, it ended. Because when we reveal it, Jesus always heals it. So that's why this church is a hospital. It's a safe place. None of us are perfect. We're all recovering from sin addiction, being treated by Dr. Jesus and his, and his helper, Pastor Russell. So we're, we're, we're recovering. But I, I, I felt the impulse again, so I just want to follow through with it. If you've been battling suicidal thoughts, I, I tell everyone around the world that I battled them. 
would you, would you give me a chance to pray for you? I know there's at least three of you. Thank you. And, and if you would just let me pray for you. I'm believing it tonight. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Would you, could you come out here? Let me, would you mind coming out here? Uh, if there's, if there's another person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, being unafraid. Aren't you proud of these amazing women? For okay. So, I'd like some of the, the yes, yeah, some of the ladies of the church. Let's gang up on them right now, okay? Let's let's we we, we are going to surround you. So, uh, I just want to. What, what's your name? Renata. Renata. What a great name. So, Miss Renata. Sometimes things are natural, circumstantial biological, sometimes they're spiritual. What you've been going through is a spiritual attack. And the devil just targeted you. He, he doesn't like your bold faith. He's not liked the last four years, great decisions and steps. The devil's just on the war path. Tonight, we're believing all that's going to stop. That, that God is stopping the arrows of these lies being unleashed kind of unceasingly against you. Father, we pray for Renata now. We declare freedom from every lie of the enemy that would ever try to uh, control or oppress her mind and heart. We declare her complete free in Christ's mighty name. And the Lord's touching. So the Lord's healing your heart from, from betrayal and rejection. He's healing it from that being kind of an open door that allows torment and real pain to come. And so, God, thank you for your touch, your healing for Miss Renata in Christ's name. Lord, thank you for your love for Miss Nancy. Thank you, God, you care for her so much. You know, Nancy, you carry so much weight. You carry it with dignity. carry it with responsibility. The Lord's proud of how much you've carried for how long you've carried it. Sometimes it's not just what's happening, it's how long it's been happening. And so that's what I say to you, your seasons are changing. And God's planting into your mind and a heart hope that things are getting better. And that this, this continual wave of kind of negative news and difficult things and people kind of spinning out is ending. And so I, I declare your great love for Nancy, God, and I thank you. You're with her. Come on, let's everybody keep praying. Come on, ladies, keep praying. We declare, God, freedom and love that you mend her heart, you heal her mind. So, you know, Miss Nancy, so you have a, so you have a really, so you have a, you have a really sharp mind. So um, sometimes when we overthink things, we, it, it creates like this mass, it exaggerates things or amplifies them. So God's going to help your mind to come under the discipline of the Spirit so the devil can't kind of throw a thought and let it grow into this massive storm. And because God is fighting for you, he is on your side, he's helping you. And he's going to help your mind come to rest. God, I thank you for your care for Nancy, for both of these amazing women. We declare, keep praying, everybody. Keep praying. You're doing good. We declare tonight, God, something wonderful is being released from your heart to them. And they're going home changed. And uh, just a lot of you, Renata and Nancy, if you remember those names, just keep praying for them the next couple of weeks because both of them are going to have great testimonies of how God turned things around for them 
personally or mentally or emotionally, they will have both of those testimonies. Uh, There's a, a, a family here, you've not heard from your son in four and a half years. So he, he's, he's, so when I mentioned me to my son, so, so out of pocket, out of contact, four and a half years, and I, I'd, like to, I'd like to pray for that person. Um, if, if you're here, four and a half years might be the brother of someone here, but definitely a young man. Okay, I'm sorry, there you go. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Hi. Okay, her brother, uh, four and a half, four years, whatever, uh, running from, hasn't spoken to his sister four and a half years. So my son that got delivered, her, her brother's name is Matthew. My son's name is Matthew that got delivered. So, God, we thank you that you're touching Matthew, just like you touched my Matthew. You know where he's at right now. We lay claim to his prophetic destiny, his high calling. We break the chains. The wildness in in this young man, so much of it is just unhealed wounds. And kind of like a rage began at 13 and a half and 14. But God, you heal the deepest part of our souls. Heal this young man's heart. Show him how loved he is. Show him the destiny he was born for. Let him step forward as a curse breaker in his family. Thank you, God. So, I, um, what your name again? Cassie. Cassie. So, Miss Cassie, um, anyone else that this registers with, just claim it with me. So I, I saw really like high definition dreams coming to you. It was like watching TV. So I, I rebuked the devil from ever sending another nightmare to you. And I loosened prophetic dreams to begin to come to you all the time from God. So God, thank you for taking that gift and you're gonna do amazing things in Cassie. And, speak, and she's gonna have these encounters while she's asleep, even about Matthew and other people that are amazingly prophetic, profound, and important. Thank you, God. Is this, is he with you? This is Denver Matthew. So Lord, bless Denver Matthew with the same prophetic gift of his mother. God, where he dreams heavenly dreams and sees into the realm of the spirit in a great, beautiful, profound way. There's something unusually powerful on your son. Is he your son? Yeah, so God's, God's marked him for his generation. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe God can heal diabetes. God healed diabetes in this room. Someone has a, a, a lingering knee injury um, where it's uh, like every day, sometime in the day, it just starts aching. It's, it's hard to do certain functions. Lord, heal. If that's you, just put your hand on your knee. God, thank you for touching that knee right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for, if you're a, a, an entrepreneur, I need to stop. If you're an entrepreneur, a business person, or feel like God's called you to have a breakthrough in the realm of business, would you just raise your hand? Or in fact, just stand your feet if that's you in the, in the church. You feel like you're called to be a kingdom entrepreneur, to steward 
uh, finance or wealth for the kingdom of God. God, I thank you that you're going to um, use people in this church to make a difference in the whole world through unusual blessings, favor, wisdom, insight, opportunities. Let them come, God, and use them mightily, I pray. So, God, I thank you. There will be testimonies, just like people getting saved, like our beautiful sisters testified earlier, and people being healed. There'll be financial miracle testimonies coming from this church one after another. And I thank you, God, that the government can't stop that. The devil can't stop that. There's no agent on this earth that can stop your blessing in these people. So, God, thank you, God. Let there be so many of them that people hear about it. Man, that, that church people just break through the different realms. God, thank you for helping these kingdom-minded, Jesus-seeking, beautiful entrepreneurs. Help them, God, in every realm of their life in this next season. Just show off. Show off for them. This, uh, this uh, young man there. Yeah, hi. Hey, well, what's your name? Jonathan. Is that Mrs. Jonathan next to you? I just want to say, Jonathan, so God's earmarked you for achievement these next five years. And the, you have an unusual resilience to bounce back from loss or difficult things or, you know, bad news. God's proud of you for not giving up. So it's, it's going like into uh, like the fourth time. So, so this new season, the devil can't stop you. He cannot stop you. So God, I thank you for your hand upon John. Kind of, you're doing unusual things in his life in the realm of... So there, there's always been this great, um, unusual and, and better than average business acumen in your family insightfulness, okay? And, but you're next leveling it. And so God's proud of you for, for forgiving people. God's proud of you for kind of digging your way out of some debt, doing the best you can to handle things. But God's breathing upon you, young man. And he's going to show off in your story in a crazy way. So get just, I mean, five years. God, thank you for all you're going to do in this history maker and world shaker in his life for the sake of your kingdom. And he'll testify about it. It's amazing. You're humble. There's, there's not a braggadocious bone in your body, but the Lord loves to brag about you. He's very proud of you. You're the real thing. You're a great husband, a great father, a great leader. And God's amplifying the sound of your voice to carry more authority and to release God's purpose in all kinds of jurisdictions. Two things will be literally handed over to you in like back-to-back -back weeks. Amazing things are lining up for you, young man. God bless you in every way. Amen. Hey, thank you, guys. It's been an honor to be with you. And uh, we're just going to keep doing this tomorrow night and uh, Sunday and um, as long as Pastor doesn't kick me out of town. <laughs> Come on, give it up for your amazing pastor, Pastor Russell. Thank you.